Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Pastor Christy Amira Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Open up in the Word of God with me today to a completely unfamiliar portion of Scripture. Hebrews chapter 11. (laughs) Glory to God. Global church, stay on with us and get ready to go where the Lord wants us to go. We don't lead, we follow. You know what's wrong with most people when they come to church is they think they already know what to expect. As soon as you decide that you have already figured out everything that's going to happen, you're leading. You're not following. How many of you do not want to try to lead God? How many of you want to follow him where he wants you to go? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so in Hebrews in chapter 11, it says in verse 1, and let's go ahead and say it together because we're a faith church. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not not seen. That's right. How many of you see that this hope that the word of God is talking about is not just any hope? You can't put your hope in the natural and call it faith. It's not just any hope. It's not just being positive, even though that's better than being negative. But the word of God says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. That's why you don't put your hope in things that shift, shake, move, or quake. You put your hope past what you see and past what I see into what the word of God promises. Somebody hit the first section and say, did you hear the woman of God today? <laughs> Hope deferred makes the heart sick and out of the heart flow the issues of life. That means if you want to live life in fullness, the way that God has called you to live it, then your heart has got to be healthy. It's got to be happy. It's got to be full of faith. And that means your hope can't be in the natural. It can't be in the government. It can't be in your nation. It can't be in one thing or another. Your hope has to be anchored in the promise of God that will never fail you, will never shake, and will never shift. Hallelujah. Now, many people think, well, Pastor Christy, you're talking about faith. You're talking about living my best life. No, I'm not. I'm not talking about living your best life. 
If it was about you, then I wouldn't, uh, it, it, it wouldn't be such a big word. How many of you know that God, God wouldn't give you such a big word if he was just trying to bless you? God needs us to utilize the force of faith so that this world can be saved, so that people can be changed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So will faith help you live your best life? Yes. But is that all that faith is for? No. And actually, if your motives are wrong, faith won't work. Faith doesn't work for selfish people. Selfishness works for selfish people. They could call it faith for a little while, but it'll show that it's not faith at the end. Because when persecution arises for the word's sake, only those that are standing on the word stay. Hallelujah. Need some more volume today. And, And so... Our faith can't be in the natural world. Our faith can't be in what we see. Our faith has to be in the word of God. So it says faith is the substance or the proof or the title deed, right? Of things hoped for, not just any hope. Not just, I hope I make it. I hope I get through this. I hope, I hope I don't fail. I hope I don't trip up. No, not just any hope. Faith doesn't come by hearing and hearing by any positive word. Faith doesn't come by listening to positivity. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And so faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Now go to Hebrews and chapter 6. Actually, keep your finger in Hebrews in chapter 6. And go to 2 Peter with me and we'll go back to... Hebrews in a, in a little while. Thank you, Jesus. Second Peter in chapter one and verse, we'll start with verse one. Are you there? My goodness. I, you know, I, I don't hear you yet. Okay. That's good. I, I hear I hear are the champions here today? Yeah. Amen. Second Peter chapter one and verse one, uh we'll, we'll go to verse two. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power hath given unto us 
all things. Someone shout all things. Now, does it say he will give us all things or does it say he hath given us all things? Now, somebody take a second, put your hands on your spirit, close your eyes and say, God, God. by his divine power, power, has given me all things. things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Are you with me? Whereby are given unto us exceeding. Somebody shout exceeding. Exceeding. Great and precious precious. promises. promises. Now I'll read the rest. That by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. By what? That's right. Shout that out. The promises are what cause us to partake of the divine nature. What does that mean? That means that when God said that he gave us all things that pertain Unto life and godliness. God said, I gave it to you in a package. And that package is my promises. I already spoke it. I already promised it. I already declared it. See, God's word is different than other people's words. We love people and we're not downing people. But in America, we say promises, promises. Promises, promises. Because we don't think you could take promises to the bank. Somebody says, let's shake on it. You're like, um, yeah, no, let's contract it. How about we shake pens on it? Why? Because that is how we have been trained to think about promises. Even those, and that's a wrong way to think about it. Because God is not a man that he can lie. That means when God said it, it's better than the contract. When God said it, it's better than the written uh, uh, affirmation. When God said it, it stands fast. Hallelujah. And so those good and those exceeding great and precious promises, that is how we partake of the divine nature. That's how we partake. How do we partake of the divine nature? We believe the promises. The Bible said that Abraham believed God. And just because he believed God, it was counted to him for righteousness. The very action of believing God in his heart changed the kind of man that he was. He partook of the nature change because he believed the God who spoke it. So you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait He said he gave you all things that pertain to life and godliness. Well, what are they in? They are in 
the promises. That by these, that by these promises in verse 4, ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. You have been saved from the sin that's in this world. You have been saved from the disease that is in this world. You have been saved from the corruption that is in this world. You've been saved from the poverty that is in this world. You've been saved from everything that is beneath. God said you're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. Hallelujah. And so we're not called to be like the world. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. You know, we see people that have lost hope. Do you know why they lost hope? Because their hope was not in the right place. God doesn't fail. If your hope is in God, your hope can't be broken. Someone say, my God, well, my hope's been in the wrong place. We'll get, we'll just put it in the right place today. It's, it's in the promises, in the promises. That's why the, the psalmist said, in your law will I meditate day and night. Why? Because the law is the promise to you. It's what God spoke to you. God has good plans for you. They're not plans of evil. They're plans to bring you into hope and a future, prosperity and health. Hallelujah. Your future's not up to chance. My goodness, somebody said, well, Pastor Christy, I already know this. Well, inform your face. Inform your energy. Inform your creativity. Inform your excitement about the future. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And, and glory, glory, glory. You know, somebody said, well, how do I know if I'm in faith? When you're in faith, your creativity soars. Your vision soars. Your hope for the future soars. Your energy soars. Because you know that ahead of you is nothing but good. God has called you. God has promised you. God has sent you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Mm. 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 Woo! So go to Hebrews in chapter 6. We're going to look at this just a little while longer. Hallelujah. These promises, these promises... It's not promises, promises. It's promises, 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 promises. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you know, I know that people get tired of hearing about the promises of God. I know they do. The Bible says, don't be weary in well-doing. Don't be weary in well-doing. Do you know why you get weary in well-doing? 
Because you get your eyes on the doing in, instead of the promises. Do you know every, my God, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the, that's right, shout it, the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. See, Think of him, lest ye be wearied and faint in your mind. Why? Because even Jesus, taking every sin on himself, taking every disease on himself, facing the ridicule of mankind, facing the shame of the cross, looked at the joy instead of the action he was completing and knew that before him, hallelujah, So we have got to be the people that are so mindful of the promise that it eclipses our effort. You know what I think? I think that the problem is that many people have been indoctrinated by the visual of Disney. It's true. And you say, what? what? I'm going to tell you. They think faith is magic. Faith is just, and it's there. They don't expect that faith takes work. Faith takes sweat. Faith takes prayer. Faith takes believing. Faith takes perseverance. Faith takes uh, uh, patience. No, they don't think that. They think, poof, and there it is. You just say some magic words and God does it. Hallelujah. But that's not how faith works. God didn't give us visuals of people that sat down and did nothing. Actually, the only guy in the word of God that decided that he had worked enough and was going to sit down and do nothing, God called him a fool and he died that night. Because faith without works is? for laziness faith takes action and it's it's not it isn't no one ever said that faith was easy the word of God says he will empower you to do the impossible not that he'll do it while you sit there and do nothing now I'm not I'm, I'm not talking to people that sit there and do nothing. I'm talking about I'm talking to faith-filled workers in here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But listen, when we look at the, the the word of God and we see the 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 what happens in people's lives. Now, I'm not saying that you work into a miracle. We know that God's miraculous power can't be worked into. But how many of you know the woman with the issue of blood? She had spent everything and had not gotten better. It had been years. She was tired. How many of you know when you're tired like that and you're, she was hopeless until she overheard the word that there's a man 
carrying the power of healing. When she heard that, she said, if I may just touch the hem of his garment, was it easy for her to get out? Was it easy? What, what did she risk her life? Uh-huh. That's right. See, see faith is not for the, the, those addicted to comfort. Faith is for those that will not settle. And so she, she came and she found, she touched the hem of his garment. She had to press through the press. If she was found out, she would have been stoned. She would not have been tried. She would not have been brought in front of a court. She would have been stoned right there in the street and she would have died that day. But she risked all of that because faith rose up on the inside of her. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So faith is it's not the same as visuals that we've seen. Faith Faith, my goodness, faith is not waiting for God to do something. Faith is acting knowing that God already promised it. Hallelujah. And, and so we see that the word of God talks about faith and it, it describes the parable of the sower. How many of you know there's work involved in sowing seed? It doesn't matter how good the seed is. If you put it in a drawer, it's not going to grow. Is there something wrong with the the seed? No, there's something wrong with the steward of the seed. And so God said, I'm the sower and I'm going to sow this seed of the word of God into your ground. And you've got to decide, are you going to be shallow? That's what stony ground is. Shallow ground. Are you going to be shallow about the word of God? Are you going to be excited about it when things are going good? And then (laughs) surrender your faith when it's uncomfortable? It's a good word this morning. (laughs) How many of you know that that that, that kind of ground is not going to bear fruit? Because it takes stick-to-itiveness. It takes patience. It takes a, 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 an inability to yield to what is not of God. Hallelujah. And, and so are you going to be like that? Or are you going to be worldly minded? Are, when thorns spring up and try to choke the word, are you going to believe those thorns instead of believing that the word will supply for you? The cares of this world? No, you're not. Those that are filled with faith, they do whatever they need to do to get rid of those thorns, to get rid of that stony ground, to get rid. And they say, no, I'm going to keep the word. I'm going to incubate the word. I'm going to believe the word. I'm going to stand on the word. I'm going to build my life on the word. And it's going to bear fruit in my life. So how many of you see that there is a good fight of faith? It's a good fight of faith. God empowers us with the victory. But we still fight the fight. And so in Hebrews in chapter 6, 
and verse 13, it says, for when God made promise to Abraham, somebody lift your hands up and say, I belong to Christ. And I'm Abraham's seed. seed. That's right. Because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. Saying, surely blessing, I will bless thee. And multiplying, I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, after he had what? Patiently endured. This is such an exciting message today. Those are such wonderful faith words. Those are buzzwords. Yeah, we should include those in the title of the message. I'm sure a lot of people will click on that. Patient endurance. They'll be like, nope, I'm going to skip that one. After he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Wherein, are you with me? God willing more abundantly, more than man. That's what it's saying. It's saying God is willing more abundantly than man to show unto the heirs of the promise. Who's that? That's right. That's us. The immutability of his counsel confirmed it by an oath. Now that word immutability means unchanging nature. Can be changed over time. Cannot be changed over time. Immutability. That by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the, shout that word, the hope set before us. Faith comes from the hope set before us. The greater the hope, the greater the faith. Christians get bored because they don't put a big enough hope in front of them. You're not called to be a bored Christian. You're not called to be a selfish Christian. You're not called to be a weary and well-doing Christian. You're you're not called to be a comfortable Christian. Which hope in verse 19 we have as an anchor of the soul. Both sure and steadfast. And which entereth into that within the veil, whither the forerunner is for us entered. Who's the forerunner? Jesus. Jesus is our forerunner? What does forerunner mean? That's right. Literally, the runner before you. 
Well, how many of you know if Jesus is our forerunner, then that means that we're called to run like Jesus ran. Entereth into that within the veil, whither the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So our faith has to be steadfast in the word of God. Then we won't shake when things shake. The word of God says that when we hear the word and we do the word, we are likened unto a man that built his house on the And the wind came and the storm came. But what happened to the house? The house was not moved. Because natural wind can't shake supernatural promise. Now, if this does not excite you, then you need to take your spiritual temp. Because you might be lukewarm. And you got to decide I'm either in or I'm out. Because persecution does arise. I don't send it. God doesn't send it. But it does arise. And, it, it, and, and so we've got to be built on the rock. We've got to know that our hope is not in man. Now when I say that, I mean our hope is not in the natural. My goodness, thank God. Somebody needs to lift your hands up to heaven and thank God that my hope is not in the natural. Woo! Glory to God. My hope is in God. Hallelujah. And, and so are you still with me? All right. Go, go with me to the book of Matthew. Well, what did what did God what did God supply in His promise? What did God supply in His promise? Did did He supply health? Yes. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Well, then you 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 should partake of that health. The Bible says that the the enemy came to tempt Jesus. Isn't that right? And He said it was when Jesus was hungry. So Jesus had a need. He had a physical need, just like we have physical needs. And the, the enemy said, turn these rocks into bread. Turn these stones into bread. And Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every 
word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. God, uh, uh, Jesus is quoting a scripture that was given to us that says that our life is not limited by natural sustenance. Our life is energized by the supernatural promise of God in his word. Woo! Somebody lift your hands up to heaven and shout glory three times. doesn't live by bread alone. Man lives by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Thank you, Jesus. What does he mean we shall live by the bread? He's saying, listen, there's a sustenance, there's a strength, there's, there's something that you can be a partaker of. Something that you could be in communion with. Something that, hallelujah, that I'm going to, I'm going to stop now. I'm going to stop now. I'm going to stop. No, I'm going to stop. (laughs) Only because you asked me, Mr. Coleman, I'm going to keep going now. that if you don't eat the word, if you don't feed on the word, then your spirit man can be dormant, can be almost invisible in your life, that you can live a Christian life that's empty of any Christian evidence. See, it's not just hearing the word, it's it's attending your ear to the word. You can hear the word and you can memorize the word and you can be a parrot of the word, but not partake of what's in the word. Who is in the word? The word of God is spirit and life. The word of God is alive and powerful. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God will empower you. The word of God will energize you. The word of God will give you hope and faith and a future and an ability to dream. Hallelujah. The word will empower you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But you you and I don't need word fuel unless we're going to live a champion's life. You can live a natural life, but you won't like it. You can live a substandard life, but you won't like it. You are a Christian. You are called by God to walk like a Christian. You are called by God to be bold, to be courageous. You are called by God to heal the sick and cast out devils and speak in other tongues. Hallelujah. God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Hallelujah. So you just got to stand up to your feet and you just got to shake off everything that would try to hinder your shout. You got to shake off everything that would try to keep you quiet. You got to shake off everything that would try to convince you that it's okay. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on, stir up the gift of God on the inside of you today. God is your anchor. God is your portion. God is your father. God has promised you. God will not fail you. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Glory to God. 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 Glory to God.
why the word of God says that his, his word is a light to your feet and a lamp to your path. A lamp to your feet and a light to your... You know, people, people say, well, it's, it's because the word teaches you to walk righteously. Well, that's true. But it also is because the word of God shows you your future. The word of God shows you your... If we believe it, if we receive it, if we make that our hope and our destination, if we say God said in his word that with long life he would satisfy me, so I'm putting my destination far down the line because he showed me my path and it's not one that ends in early death. My path is one that goes and gives me what I'm satisfied with. He said that as my days are, so shall my strength be. That means I'm not going to end up weak. I'm not going to end up sick. I'm not going to end up helpless. He said it in his word and that's the path that I put ahead of me. Hallelujah. He said, train up your children in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they will not depart from it. I know what my future is. I know what seeds I put in my children. I know what seeds I put in my family. You said that my whole house would serve you. I know what my future is. I see my household saved. I see my family saved. You said that I would not experience disease because you carrying it on the cross. I thank you, Lord, for a healthy life all the days of my life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You said you would bless those that bless me and you would curse those that curse me. You said that vengeance is yours. That means it does not matter what persecution arises against me. God is my judge. God is my protector. God is the one who blesses me. God is the one who keeps me. That's our future. God is not a man that he can lie. His promises are appointments. They are destinations in your future. You don't need anyone to read your palm or to read a crystal ball. You already know your future. God wrote it in his word and he promised it to you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And my goodness, that's what we fight with. See, he said, put on the whole armor of God, didn't he? What's the sword? The word of God is the sword. That means that when the enemy says, my goodness, what is that? What's that pain in your back? You know, that that, uh, osteoporosis runs in your family or whatever arthritis runs in your family. You say, devil? My hope is no longer in my natural family tree. I have a new genealogy. I belong to Christ. And he took my sin. And he took my sickness. And he bore my griefs. And he carried my infirmities. And by his stripes, I was healed. Hallelujah. That's our sore. That's our sore. When the devil says, well, well, I'm not going to go down the line. 
Well, when the devil says, well, oh, the economy can't be trusted right now. And, you know, you just stepped out on a limb and started your own business. And, and then this happens and that happens. And the, the nations of the world are shaking. What are you going to do? It's definitely not time to pay your tithe and give your offering. It's time to store up because you don't know what's coming. You say, devil, I didn't build my house on the sand. I built my house on the rock. I don't lay up for myself treasures on earth I lay up for myself treasures in heaven and my God said when I pay my tithe he would rebuke the devourer for my sake hallelujah hallelujah your future's not in any man's hands your future is not in this earth's uh, uh, suggestions or this earth's open doors. God will open a door where there seems to be no door. He'll make a way where there seems to be no way. Glory to God. We serve a God that cannot lie. And our weapon is that word. And our shield is the shield of what? That faith protects us. The shield of faith, the Bible said, will quench every attack of the enemy. That means that you, the word of God becomes the offensive defense. The word of God comes and it brings you faith. And that faith becomes a shield. Because everything that the enemy throws at you, you didn't put your hope in him. You didn't put your hope in what shakes. You didn't put your hope in what quakes. So when it comes and it brings a fiery dart of defeat or a fiery dart of fear or a fiery dart that tries to bring anxiety, you don't get anxious because your feet are built on the rock and your life is hidden God. Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com and we'll see you next week.